1: Hi, everybody. This is Geraldo Rivera reporting roadkill. It is now uh, painfully apparent. We all know it. COVID crosses political, racial, economic lines. It's making a wicked comeback in some New York City neighborhoods. You have to respect this vicious killer virus. The president of the United States has been hospitalized. He's been treated with experimental drugs uh, that, uh, among other medications, it is very sobering. Uh, He did a ride around that was uh, highly controversial. Uh, But uh, he seems to be, thank God, on the comeback trail, his roadkill. Roadkill with Geraldo Rivera. We have a group of neighbors here based on our our wives. We call them the housewives of North Park. You know, like the housewives of Beverly Hills or New Jersey or New York. So These are the housewives of North Park. And uh, you you know they say that men my age don't have friends. We're friends with the husbands of our wives, which is partially true in my in my particular case. But I'm friends with the husbands of my wife. Uh, I'm, (laughs) I'm friends with the husbands of my wife's friends. That's what I meant to say. So we listened, obviously, or watched the Browns game. It was the most exciting sports event and the most exciting victory since LeBron James uh, beat the, uh, the Golden State Warriors back in uh, 2016, I guess. But we were all cheering simultaneously. The whole neighborhood was going crazy. It was a wonderful. This isn't a sports show. But I have to, uh, before we get to real life, and there's plenty of real life, uh, the, uh, the wonderful, wild 49-38 victory over Dallas in Dallas, was just uh, um, an amazing, uh, an amazing experience. I I needed to be cheering all the grim news about COVID and all the rest of it. All all of us jumping out of our chairs, uh, you know, high five. I watched by myself, but uh, they were on the. We were texting each other, and just jumping up and down. It was such a great victory for Cleveland. If we had lost after building up that big lead, uh, there would have been like a mass. Uh, Harry Carey uh, here in the neighborhood. But it was a uh, wonderful congratulations to the Browns. I hope Nick Chubb is okay. Uh, the best running back in the uh, NFL. I heard himself, as you know. Uh, I don't know how long we'll be out. Rob, we'll talk about that uh, later because I want to get to the news because we have uh, you know and a very important guest. We have uh, Hogan Gidley. He is the press secretary for Trump 2020. So he's as high up the food chain as you get now that Hope Hicks has been sidelined. Uh, Hogan is uh, the go-to person at the White House, and we're delighted that he'll be joining us here in WTAM 1100 at 20 minutes after 9 o'clock. Uh, you've all been watching now that uh, the good news is out of the way. Well, this is also uh, semi-good news. We're all heartened uh, by the apparent improvement in the health of the president. I haven't heard a lot about the health of the First Lady, uh, also infected uh, with the uh, with the virus. Let's understand, indeed, what is at stake here. I was very uh, alarmed, obviously, by the hospitalization of the president. I was disgusted by those who were gleeful when they got the news. The president had been sickened, infected. See, we told you so, Uh, you know, masks. uh, Wear with a mask. Uh, You burned it on yourself. Uh, You deserve to die. Uh, A couple of them, uh, that's what I was referring to, that Zara, I forget her last name, and Max. uh, I forget his last name. I I don't want to give them to you anyway. Uh, two co- uh, prominent left-wing commentators uh, really basically saying uh, we hope he dies uh, it was just uh, that disappointing infuriating response really uh, so low so low-minded uh, but we're delighted to hear now the president has improved we'll talk about his uh, his crazy uh, you know presidential drive by when he went outside uh, minimal risk still uh, the hysterics uh, uh, jumped all over him for that We'll get a we'll get a true update on his uh, on his condition. Uh, We'll uh, uh, we'll tell you where this is going, whether or not the president is headed back to the White House today or will he stay at Walter Reed. We're standing by for Hogan Gidley. Uh, The the drive by. Well, first of all, one thing is clear from COVID-19 and the president's infection. The president, uh, the first lady, uh, Hope Hicks, the key aide with whom I was exchanging texts. Uh, last Tuesday, the day she was uh, uh, she fell ill and uh, was later diagnosed. Bill Stepien is also infected. He is the campaign manager for Trump. Kelly and Conway is uh, is infected. Three GOP senators. But without further ado, a man who's always uh, been straight with me. I appreciate him coming on the press secretary for Trump 2020. Uh, Hogan Gidley uh, joins us. Hogan, thank you very much for coming on board.
2: Uh, Haroldo, I really appreciate the time. Thanks so much for having me.
1: OK, buddy, how's the president?
2: Doing really well. Um, I spoke to him on Saturday evening, he called, and we talked for a bit, Uh, was in good spirits, was joking, um, asking about the campaign and, and steps moving forward. Now it appears, per some reports, that the president may actually be discharged from Walter Reed today. Um, you know, he he made a he made a swing through some of the supporters yesterday in the in the vehicles. Um, you know, you know, with the thumbs up and waving, letting everyone know how much he appreciates their love and support and prayers. And I walked out there yesterday around one o'clock in the afternoon, handed out some some you know hats from the campaign and some buttons and signs and masks and everything else. And the people were just so excited. Um, and so thankful for the president. And, I mean, I couldn't find a single person or although from the D.C. area. Everybody was from states far away that had driven here from North Carolina, from, you know, from from uh, uh, near Massachusetts, people coming down here to to show their support. One guy was just sitting on a chair, slept there with his wife overnight on the street corner, um, just out there praying for the president. And I mean, it was just one of those incredible. But even his
1: drive by, Hogan, uh, was criticized. They said uh, here he was exposing his two Secret Service agents. Uh, to this deadly infection? Uh, uh, how dare he, et cetera, et cetera, Your reaction to that?
2: Well, I'm, I'm shocked that anything the president does is criticized at this point. <laughs> how, I mean, do you, do you, let me ask you this. I didn't see inside the helicopter, but I don't think when President Trump left the White House with his mask to go to Walter Reed, did he fly the helicopter himself? I, I mean, get you. I get you. Plus,
1: I hear with, the, dro- the yeah, right? Secret Service. I heard Secret Service guys had PPE. They had their personal protective equipment course, on, including masks and, uh, and Look, uh, eye goggles. So se- I think the, the Service, risk was minimal.
2: Yeah, the Secret Service is, is, is elite. I got to know those brave men and women, spending so many hours with them on flights and having conversations. They are so strong, so tough, so smart. And their job is to protect the president. It doesn't matter where he goes. They're in the hospital with him right now. Okay, they were in the car when he got out of the uh, the uh, helicopter on the way to Walter Reed. It's not like he's going to get out. He's going to get discharged if he does this afternoon and go start up a Buick in the front and drive back to the White House himself. <laughs> he's not going to be in an Uber. I mean, they're going to travel with him regardless. They understand their job is to protect the president. He wanted to drive by and say hey to everyone and thank them. He did that. There's nothing wrong with that. And even people in the Secret Service and even the doctors controlling the situation said it was fine. And it wouldn't be a problem. So I know the media hates it because it it smashes all their narratives and it flies in the face of of whatever they're trying to smear this president with. But it was it was a good move by the president. He needs to be out visible. And he has been, whether it be with videos or out now in this little mini motorcade from yesterday.
1: Hogan Gidley, my guest, the press secretary Trump 2020. I have not heard other than, uh, you know, just uh, some uh, some rumblings that she's doing fine. I have not heard about the first lady's condition. Can you update us?
2: I've heard is that she's doing well. Uh, also, obviously, I don't know any sp- the specifics about her, and, and I'll leave that to her team to, to discuss. But the president pointed out she's doing really well in and in kind of one of the lighthearted and uh, he, he sincere and lighthearted moments in the video he put out the other day. Uh, but it looks like uh, she's doing well, too. So and um, hope thankfully Hicks has has hope. Uh, again, one of my good friends. I don't want to get in, into that, uh, you know, someone's personal health, but she's doing well, too, and, and looks to be back to work soon, hopefully.
1: You got three GOP senators sidelined, at least temporarily, with this wicked disease. Uh, that takes away the majority in the in the Senate. Uh, can you get the nomination of Amy Coney Barrett through the Senate Judiciary Committee, given the fact that you've got three key GOP senators now sidelined?
2: Well, there's no question that COVID has gripped this nation in many various ways. Uh, it's been difficult for so many people, and the ones who do get infected, um, you know, uh, have different symptoms they, they their bodies react differently to it we're all different different beings but but the the world can't stop businesses can't stop uh the the jobs that the the Senate and the house were were hired uh to do um need to continue i mean James Comey was signed doing a virtual uh hearing just the other day with a mask on um you know and 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 did something from his home i believe wherever it was. And so these things, the business of the country has to continue. So I expect that Mitch McConnell and others will push this this uh, hearing forward because the American people deserve to have a full court, especially in these tumultuous times with Democrats suing us now in, in 10, 15 states trying to get votes counted after Election Day. Uh, that's going to be a problem. And you need somebody on the court um, that, that can interpret laws and not make laws. And that's what Amy Coney Barrett is. And that's who she's going to, to be as a, as a justice. And hopefully we can get that through quickly.
1: All right. Are you? Hogan Gidley press secretary Trump 2020 suggesting that the Senate Judiciary Committee will meet virtually that a, a virtual appearance will will be enough with a, that Mitch McConnell will allow the senators to appear, appear remotely
2: I have no idea what the Senate's going to do. I can just I can just tell you that that if passed this prologue, we can take a look and see these things can get done if 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 people want them to get done, and so hopefully uh, they'll find a way to do it one way or the other. Um, life has gone on for many in this country, even even though as I as I mentioned have been rocked by the virus. We've got to figure out ways to to make things work, and and in this time you need to make sure that our our you know bodies of government that are that our different branches. Uh, know that, that there are possible ways for them to conduct their business. And, um, we've seen it in the past and I expect Mitch McConnell to find a way to do it in the future.
1: Good luck with that. Uh, let me, uh, let me just, you're an expert politician among other talents. You've got a situation <laughs> where they have the new outbreak, the closing down neighborhoods in New York city again. Uh, this, isn't it obvious now that COVID will be the principal issue Uh, you know, uh, going forward in the last month of this campaign
2: i don't think it really went anywhere else than being one of the top two or three issues in the campaign i think COVID is an issue i think the culture is an issue and i think the economy uh is an issue and and thankfully donald trump has the record of success on all three issues joe biden has a record of failure whether it be for the last 47 months where the president has delivered for all americans making their lives better regardless of race religion color or creed whether it's been the 47 years worth of failure that joe biden is telling the american people all right starting now I'm going to begin to work on your behalf. That's, what, that's, what about the polls,
1: I don't, I don't Hogan? What that. about the polls that now indicate that he's lost ground since the uh, that raucous debate?
2: Uh, look, I, again, our internal polls ha, ha, tell a different story. I don't believe a lot of these polls because they continue to have bad methodology polling Democrats at, at a 10 percent higher rate. So what do you think the outcome is going to be? Yeah. I mean, what do you think it's going to be? So I think we're in good shape. And, and look, it seems like every day there's a new quote unquote bombshell. It's probably the word we should outlaw in the mainstream media for the, from <laughs> right. now until the election. Because because how many times have we seen that word uh, in the last four years? Well, you're the bom- like- You're
1: my bombshell interview today. Hogan.
2: <laughs> oh, there, there, that's good. I appreciate it. Um, but, you know, we'll, we'll see how it goes moving forward. But uh, we, we think that we're in really good shape here at the campaign because, look, we got the best messenger. He's got the best record. Lord knows he's got the best work ethic. He goes to more towns and cities and um, and states in a week than Joe Biden does in a year. I mean, he has covid as that Walter Reed and still did more events yesterday than Joe Biden did.
1: <laughs> you got a point there. Hogan Gidley, I appreciate you and thank you very much for the information. Thanks, Aldo. Okay, buddy. The president of the United States hospitalized over the weekend twice. His oxygen levels dropped to dangerous, uh, uh, dangerous levels. He was given supplemental oxygen. He's been on uh, Regeneron, uh, which is a, an experimental a drug, not yet approved. It's a, uh, a it's a antiviral. I'll, I'll let Dr. Bob. Uh, uh, explain that he's also on dexamethasone uh, 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 what do they call that a steroid and redesivir one of the other therapeutics and uh if he does uh, beat this thing uh, the way it seems that he is doing you know the fear was when the oxygen levels dropped twice and he was given supplemental oxygen plus this whole cocktail of all these different drugs they're worried why? Because he's 74 years old. That's one of the uh, risk categories. He's also, uh, you know, 30 pounds overweight. Uh, so he's got that as a risk category still. Uh, you know, he's got that uh, uh, indefatigable energy, and he's uh, he, he's up and around, at least as far as we can tell. Uh, he's spoken to the nation twice. You have uh, the president right there? Why don't we uh, listen to the president explaining his own, uh, his own deal in his own words on camera. All right, roll that.
3: I want to begin by thanking all of the incredible medical professionals, the doctors, the nurses, everybody at Walter Reed Medical Center. I think it's the finest in the world for the incredible job they've been doing. Uh, I came here, wasn't feeling so well. I feel much better now. We're working hard to get me all the way back. I have to be back because we still have to make America great again. We've done an awfully good job of that. But we still have steps to go, and we have to finish that job. And I'll be back. I think I'll be back soon. And I look forward to finishing up the campaign the way it was started and the way we've been doing, and the kind of numbers that we've been doing. We've been so proud of it. But this was something that happened, and it's happened to millions of people all over the world, and I'm fighting for them, not just in the U.S. I'm fighting for them all over the world. We're going to beat this coronavirus, or whatever you want to call it, and we're going to beat it soundly. So many things have happened. If you look at the therapeutics, which I'm taking right now, some of them, and others are coming out soon that are looking like, uh, frankly, they're miracles, if you want to know the truth. They're miracles. People criticize me when I say that. But we have things happening that look like they're miracles, coming down from God. So I just want to tell you that I'm starting to feel good, uh, you don't know, over the next period of a few days, I guess that's the real test. So we'll be seeing what happens over those next co- next couple of days. I just want to be so thankful for all of the support I've seen, whether it's on television or reading about it. Uh, I, most of all, appreciate what's been said by the American people, by almost a bipartisan consensus of American people. It's a beautiful thing to see. And I very much appreciate it, and I want
0: It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high-five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At ChumbaCasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses, so don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target
1: are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durban Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your
0: credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durban Marshall credit card bill. Don't forget it.
3: I promise you that. I also want to thank the leaders of the world for uh, their condolences and they're, they know what we're going through. They know what, as your leader, what I have to go through. But I had no choice because I just didn't want to stay in the White House. I was given that alternative. Stay in the White House, lock yourself in, don't ever leave, don't even go to the Oval Office. Just stay upstairs and enjoy it. Don't see people, don't talk to people and just be done with it. And I can't do that. I had to be out front and This is America, this is the United States, this is the greatest country in the world, this is the most powerful country in the world. I can't be locked up in a room upstairs and totally safe and uh, just say, hey, whatever happens, happens. I can't do that. We have to confront problems. As a leader, you have to confront problems. There's never been a great leader that would have done that. So, that's where it is. I'm doing well. I want to thank everybody. Our First Lady is doing very well. Melania asked me to say something as to the respect that she has for our country, the love that she has for our country. And uh, we're both doing well. Melania is uh, really handling it very nicely. As you've probably read, she's slightly younger than me, just a little tiny bit. And uh, therefore, just we know the disease, we know the situation with age versus uh, younger people, and Melania is handling it statistically like it's supposed to be handled. And uh, that makes me very happy, and it makes the country very happy. But I'm also doing well, and I think we're going to have a very good result. Again, over the next few days, we're going to probably know for sure. So I just want to thank everybody out there, everybody, all over the world, specifically the United States. The outpouring of love has been incredible i will never forget thank you very much
1: the president of the united states uh, in an unprecedented and extraordinary address to the nation from uh, walter reed uh, a military medical center uh, he is uh, 74 years old his wife 50 years old dr bob paffalek uh, our noted internist our friend uh, our uh, our eyes and ears in uh, in our biggest city in new york joins us dr bob uh, uh, the president uh, kind of in his own way, swaggering that he's going to beat this thing, humble enough uh, uh, that it's not alarming. But uh, how did he sound? Welcome to the show. How did he sound to you for someone who's been diagnosed with, a uh, 74-year-old man diagnosed with this wicked disease, Bob? He sounds
4: very well. Uh, he sounds that uh, people that are uh, you know, perhaps doing rather well and seems to be on the road to recovery, his, uh, the way his speech was, et cetera, and his speaking was, Uh, He seems like he was uh, doing rather well for someone that has uh, coronavirus.
1: Uh, I'm interested in what you all think of the president's ride around. Was that appropriate? Was that something positive for the for the nation and the world to see him actually physically see him? Or was it a reckless act on his part? Two and 1100. Uh, So, Bob, what do you think of the ride around? I
4: think the write-around was uh, a little bit risky. I think that if I was his doctor, I would have recommended against it, uh, not only for the fact that because he's getting the treatment he is, there's clearly some indication that he had had some problems with lung involvement just by the way and the nature of the treatment that he had gotten if he was just a, a patient with uh, coronavirus. In addition to that, of course, you know, exposing other folks' uh you want to minimize him. You want to isolate him. Keep him in a room by himself so he doesn't spread it to other folks. So well, what, is reasons- what
1: is the risk? What is the risk? Here he is. He's uh, they've got PPE on. Uh, he's in the back seat of the uh, the armored limo. Uh, I I think there's a petition between him and the driver uh, that that can be open. I'm not sure if it was open or closed for this ride around. How how risky is it actually? He's wearing a mask. They're all wearing a mask plus the goggles and the PPE. Uh, you know, was it really dangerous, or are or, or, or his enemies exaggerating that as they do so many charges against him? I, I- I think the risk,
4: honestly, is low for those folks because they were properly, you know, garbed. And if there was actually a divider also, which was not clear whether or not that was there or not, I think it was a, a low likelihood. I'd like to think of these things more as potential kind of exposures, even though it's a very low exposure, there's a potential exposure that may not have necessarily been needed. But I think, honestly, if he was, they were properly garbed up and they were fitted well with the N95, which is another factor, whether or not the N95 fit well on, on the Secret Service agents, I believe that in healthcare workers, we've noticed that you know healthcare workers are relatively protected when they're really careful with themselves, and hopefully that was the case of the, for the Secret Service agents that were riding in the vehicle with him.
1: Let's go through the medication that he's on first. The uh, Regeneron, this antiviral, still in uh, in phase three trials. Uh, what do you think of Regeneron?
4: Great idea. It's been used with many other viruses. There's no data so far out there than any of the you know, monoc- antibody treatments, including the pool treatments from patients or this monoclonal is really uh, is out there. So it's really hard to say. There's anecdotal evidence it helps, but there's nothing out there in large studies to tell.
1: Dexamethasone.
4: Dexamethasone is reserved in, in patients that have some oxygen dependence or are critically ill. And there's definitely a reduction in mortality. So that's an excellent drug for people that are, have evidence to suggest there's a lot of inflammation and a lot of inflammation related to having the virus, especially if, with lung involvement. So this is a, a treatment that would be very good for folks that would have that kind of situation with coronavirus.
1: But, Dr. Bob, is it not a fact that uh, dexamethasone is only given to people who are really sick?
4: Right now, the indication is for people with, you know, sort of moderate illness, basically people that are that require oxygen and are hospitalized. That would be the reason. And people that are critically ill as well. That was the initial studies that were done. But now it has been extended for folks that have a a oxygen dependence. As well, and, and are hospitalized. So there's definitely some leeway where they're used in uh, a little bit more, less critically ill patients, but still are sick. And most of them have lung involvement because of the oxygen problem and oxygen dependency.
1: Rindesevere. Remdesivir
4: uh, is being used now for folks that are moderately ill, mild to moderate, and I think that has to be a, a cost thing as well as a, a supply thing. But that actually will reduce your amount of stay in the hospital. It does not improve your mortality or reduce the chance you're going to get you're going to die from the illness. However, right now it's indicated for people that have moderate disease, and there's a question whether or not people that are critically ill should get the, the, ailment, the, the treatment because it's not quite clear that they'll even benefit because they'll be far too sick. But definitely people that have moderate disease are the people that are starting to get Modesivir um, as a treatment.
1: Okay, uh, let's go to uh, Daniel in the, on the line from Cleveland. Uh, Daniel, what, uh, what's your point? What's your question?
2: Uh, go, go Trump. He's a great leader. He inspires the nation. And make America great again.
1: All right. Well, can you be a little more uh, on point here? You got a sick president. You worried?
4: No, not at all. Because thank God for these doctors and uh, and the medicine, the scientists putting this medicine together, have a team together. And that's why Trump's back on his feet again in a few days.
1: It's beautiful. All right, Daniel. Thank you. Would you, uh, Bob, how would you handle the presidential debate two weeks hence? Would you let your patient do it? Would you let your patient debate?
4: I think he has to have the the proper quarantine. So, you know, it would be a minimum of 10 10 days, uh, if not two weeks, uh, for him to be quarantined, not only to recover adequately, but also in terms of preventing uh, a spread to other folks. So he needs to go through that quarantine period for sure. And depending upon how he feels, you know, healthcare workers, now it's been extended where it's 10 days and they go back to work. So it also depends upon how he feels as well. But there definitely has to be a quarantine phase that he must follow before going out there, out and about in the population.
1: So uh, is it true that they need uh, two negative tests in a row before you're considered uh, having the disease, uh, you know, handled?
4: Very tricky. Uh, There's some evidence to suggest, and these days they're not doing that where there's a requirement of retesting after you're sick. Now, whether or not the president's going to do that under the particular circumstances, unfortunately, it's possible that you can become still or be still positive, even though you don't have enough virus to transmit it to other folks. And so there's a little trickiness there in terms of what that test may actually, in fact, represent when you're retested after
1: being ill. Oh my god, I had this vision of them both uh, debating in space suits. Dr. Bob, it's not a medical question, but when I look around, I think there's still very passionate support for the president, but I wonder whether uh, the edge is off. Uh, I know uh, my friend Steve Loomis had a big uh, was part of a big Trump uh, caravan driving throughout the state. I think uh, you know the state that I'm focused on is Ohio. Uh, he won it easily last time. Uh, I think right now some of the polls that I see, most of them show him trailing in the Buckeye State. If he loses Ohio, he has no chance to win. Uh, but I think that uh, if he gets back on the trail, as uh, he suggests he will, uh, you know, I think that he can bring Ohio back into his, uh, into his uh, you know, a red state. The Electoral College is, uh, is fascinating. Uh, people have to understand that, you know, it goes state by state and not by population. Uh, you know, the popular vote is one thing, but the Electoral College, as Otto correctly pointed out, is uh, you know, each state, once you win the state, even by the barest majority, you get all the electoral votes in most of the states. Maine is an exception. You get all the Electoral College votes. So uh, it is a, a disadvantage to the Democrats, who are more no- numerous, an advantage to the Republicans, who are the minority party, Uh, But it was a constitutional thing. You're constantly saying, oh, we should make this all a popular vote. And then the Republicans say, if you make it all a popular vote, then the election will be decided always in Florida, New York, and California. And that's not fair to the rest of the country. So, uh, you know, I don't think you're ever going to see an electoral college change, not at least in my lifetime. Uh, So uh, I think the president still has a chance. He's still competitive. Uh, I believe that uh, his uh, going out there and continuing to campaign is critical. Uh, but he can't do it in a way that seems to endanger either himself or people around him. Uh, So what about people, quickly, Bob, people around him should do what?
4: People around him should keep a distance from him, for sure. Uh, and I think that during this incubation phase, there should be an absolute minimal amount of people that can actually come in contact with him in a room for sure, that he's part of that official quarantine where if he was at home, he was a regular person, he would have to be away from folks for that quarantine period uh, before he can actually be more exposed to other folks.
1: So he, I guess you can, I, I mean, I've been in the the personal quarters, the presidential residence on the second floor. Uh, there's plenty of room there to, to socially distance. Uh, and I guess they could totally rig it up uh, medically, but you would keep him in the hospital a little, a little longer, Dr. Bob.
4: I think if he's well, he doesn't have to necessarily stay in the hospital. It's more the idea of when he goes home, you know, not even just being in a room now and the six feet sort of thing, because we know he's infected. You know, he really has to be isolated more so. And if there's capabilities of that and the people that are are going to tend to him will have N95s, again, it's an exposure thing. Why run the risk of potential exposure where these things are not 100% fail safe? They're very low risk when you're wearing those proper tools, but it's still a possibility. And why go through that risk?
1: Why, indeed. Uh, Dr. Bob Papalak, as usual, uh, wonderful advice. We appreciate you, Dr. Bob Rob tells me no deaths in Ohio yesterday, the first day since March. We've had no fatalities in Ohio. Sounds uh, sounds good to me, man. Uh, Tim in Brooklyn, what's on your mind, Tim? Thanks for calling. That's Brooklyn, Ohio, right, by the airport, not Brooklyn, New York. Yes, sir. Okay. <laughs> what's up? Um,
2: there's something everybody seems to be overlooking. Everybody's, like, knocking Trump, saying it was a publicity stunt for him to take that drive with the motorcade the other day, but everybody's overlooking the simple fact that how do you think he's going to get home? He's going to get in the same vehicle. He's going to get in there with the same circus, uh, Secret Service agents, all the same people, all the same preparation. He's going to drive to where he needs to go to get back to the Oval Office. Does it make a difference if he does it one day sooner or on the day or one day later when he's actually released from the hospital?
1: I'm with you. I'm with you, and it just seems to me that his critics just seize on whatever the scandal of the day is. You remember taxes, Trump's taxes that's that seems like that was like 10 years ago impeachment seems like it was another lifetime ago it's all this year this has been the craziest craziest year so I don't fault him I, I think he needed it as much as the folks outside uh, Walter Reed and around the country to be uh, reassured that uh, that he's apparently on the comeback trail in Lagrange Jeff is on the line what's up uh, Jeff hey Geraldo thanks
4: for taking my call let's, okay let's buddy look at this whole Not just a debate. I've reviewed it over and over and over again. And, my God, hands down, uh, POTUS won that. And, you know, without even really making, you know, solid points, okay? Now, look, this guy has overcome uh, a false dossier, a false impeachment, uh, COVID, you know, short of a war. And he doesn't want war. Goodness gracious, where are these polls coming from, China?
1: (laughs) Where are they coming from? I uh, I think it is fair to say that the polls that we have seen, the big polls, have have been sampling Democrats at a plus 10 over Republicans. So if you sample more Democrats, the the, the theory, I guess, for the pollsters is, since there are more Democrats, we'll sample more Democrats. But when you sample more Democrats than Republicans, uh you know you have an inherent bias in the polls and uh as one of the reasons uh, everyone was so shocked in 2016 uh, but it is clear from all these polls when you when you add them all up uh you know uh, and for all the flaws in this one or that one even the ones that uh, sample republicans higher than them you know it's clear that biden is leading trump's got to is coming from behind he's got to overcome not only his, uh, his political misfortunes, but his health, obviously. Don't count him out. That's my final word today. Don't count him out. I want to leave you with the final uh, thought is that the President of the United States is making a remarkable, apparently, a remarkable comeback from this wicked killer virus. He wants to go home to the White House. Not sure, whether well, that, that will happen today. It might. Whatever happens, we'll give you the latest. Tomorrow, right here on Roadkill, I'm Geraldo Rivera reporting. Roadkill with Geraldo Rivera.
0: Plus.